Sedano and LZ taking the airwaves of 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. And LZ for one more day before a holiday break. You keep stretching my holiday. I should actually, I should actually stop showing up when you say my holiday is going to start. You know, it's so funny. On Friday, I, I wished you well. I was like, LZ, have a great weekend. Have a great vacation. And then I looked at the schedule. I'm like, oh, yeah, LZ's still working on Monday. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Tuesday, too. <laughs> <laughs> LZ. But you, go, you know what? The next time you say, have a great vacation, I'm just bouncing. I'm right. not going to show up. <laughs> right. and, people, and Greg is going to be like, yo, where are you? I'm gonna like going, Scott said I was on vacation. I'm out. I'm done. I'm gone. I'm he done. got it. He got this thing handled. I'll catch you in the 2-1, baby. There you go. Um, LZ, let me start off by asking you, and I'm going to say something, and I'm going to ask you something. Here goes. Okay. In a million years, I could never have imagined that the winless Jets coming off a beatdown at the hands of the Seahawks would travel cross-country, take on the Rams, who seem to have been starting to put together their best football, and forget about keeping it close. There's no way they could possibly win, right? And then yesterday, the Rams showed up, and I don't mean just players. Players, coaches, everybody seemingly involved showed up yesterday with an attitude of, we're the Rams, we're in playoff contention, you're the Jets, you're tanking for Trevor Lawrence, we get to win. Even till the end, when, when the Jets seem to have taken some more control of the game, there still was an attitude, and maybe it's us included too, the fans, of, well, they're still going to come back and win. So I want to put it to you, LZ. Give me opening thoughts on what you saw yesterday, this tragic loss to the New York Jets. Um, I really think it was a case of the trap game where you're looking at Seattle, um, recognizing that if, you know, once you beat the Jets, you stop Seattle, boom, division's yours, game over, right? You're still in a hunt for the number one overall seed, actually. And I just thought they looked past them. You know, as you said, they just beat, they just got beaten by Seattle 40 to 3. And we own Seattle, so we must have used some sort of like deduction reason, deductive reasoning and figured, well, if Seattle can beat them by 37 points, surely we can beat them by 17 without really trying to play the kind of football you would play against a team that you respect. Now, I know Coach McVay will never say publicly or even privately, really, you know, that he doesn't respect an opponent, he doesn't respect the team. But you can't tell me on third and fourth and fourth and fourth when you're going for 20-yard plays instead of just a first down to keep the chains moving so you can try to get the touchdown to win the doggone thing. You can't tell me those weren't play the play calls of someone who just thought they were better than you. The someone who didn't think they were going to catch you napping. No, no, no. They just said, we toyed with you long enough and now we're just going to win because we're the Rams. And it didn't turn out that way. You just you make plays to, to get four yards when you're in four-down territory. You get those four yards and get another first down, and you methodically march down the field. That's what you do against a Seattle team. That's what you do against a Bills team or, I don't know, even the Cardinals, a team that you fear can beat you. But when you give zero, which – I'm just telling you what I saw. It looked like they gave zero. Um, and you decided you're going to try to go for home runs, even though you're trailing. 
And with minutes running now on the fourth quarter, you still trying to hit home runs instead of just get on base. I can't I can't help but feel as if you just thought you were better than them until the end. Well, I agree. I think that the Rams did think they were better. But I'll tell you this. In my opinion, okay, people are going to use the word embarrassed, LZ. It's embarrassing loss. What an embarrassing loss. I'm embarrassed. It was a terrible loss. I would call this loss, and I'm going to say it like this, and take it for what it's worth, um, and and get it together for these next two weeks. Because there's the emotional side, and then there's the, the reality side. I'll get to it in a second. But here it goes. For me, this loss was unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Here's why I say that. When you watch the Cleveland Browns last night, an organization that you think is a laughing stock, which it normally is, they went out last night taking on a New York Giants team with a backup quarterback who, by the way, is in the middle of their own playoff race as bad as they and their division are, and the Cleveland Browns took care of business against an inferior opponent. That's what a professional team does. Unprofessional, at least for the moment, is you let a team that's this big of an underdog, that's been this big of a disaster, that seems to be playing for the first first overall pick, you let them beat you, and you let them beat you at home. And so the word for me is unprofessional, and you say, okay, well, wait a second, that's a pretty big indictment on the coach. Let me say something about Coach McVay. He's an exciting young coach, but not above constructive criticism. And here's some. When the Jets scored in the, in the beginning of the third quarter, and the Jets call a timeout, and then as the play's about to be run, Coach McVay has to run down the sideline to call timeout because his defense isn't properly aligned and bodies are coming in and out? You can't call a timeout at the beginning of the third quarter when you're just coming out of a timeout. That, to me, <laughs> is, is a lack of preparation, and it, it goes to the notion of they didn't take the Jets seriously, the players and the coaches, LZ. Unprofessional is my word. I, you know what? I like that word. I, I like that word. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here. Like, I know a lot of fans, and, you know, especially non-fans like Morales, they're, they're, they're joyful right now, right? Because, like, ah, we told you the Rams were lambs. Ah, they're not Super Bowl contenders, blah, 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 blah. It's one embarrassing loss. That's all. It's just one embarrassing loss. It's the worst loss of the season. And you know what? Every year, every team has a worst loss of the season. <laughs> and this one was ours. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, it's like, do you really believe if this was a series that the Jets would win every single time? Probably not. Why? Because you know instinctively the Rams are a good football team. What they did was come out flat against an opponent that – they assumed they were going to easily beat. And by the time they realized that it, they weren't going to easily beat them, there were zero seconds left on the clock. Yes. <laughs> but, however, let me just say one thing. We mm-hmm. can talk today about who is to blame. I can tell you that McVeigh is taking most of the blame, and frankly, rightly so. There's a lot of blame for Jared Goff. There are penalties. There are deficiencies in the kicking game. The list goes on and on. Turnovers. The list goes on of things that went wrong yesterday. And you would expect there to be a very long list. Let me throw it out to everybody who's tuning in this afternoon. 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Who do you blame for this loss yesterday? And do you think this season is now gone? 
See, I don't. And let me go. go on. No, who, oh, let me tell you. Who thinks that? Well, I, I think from a perception standpoint, LZ, most people are probably looking at the Rams right now and saying, can't take these guys seriously. And by the way, if they were to, to lose this week at Seattle, you got to go on the road and play at their place. Then people are really going to think the Rams are done. Well, I mean, listen, I don't know anyone that irrational. I like to keep those people out of my life. <laughs> But if you're telling me a 9-5 squad that still has a chance to win in the best division in football is done, then I don't, know what, I don't know what to say. I really don't. It was very obvious early on that a 10-win season very well could end up in third place in this division. That's how good it is. And this Rams team will be in position to clinch the division on Sunday. That's exactly the point. That's exactly – so here it goes. So stay with us because here's the thing. There's the emotional, perhaps irrational rush to judgment. And then there's the reality of what your goals were at the beginning and what is still within reach. Let us get to that. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting rolling. Sedano and LZ, stick around, everybody. You want to jump in? 877-710-3776. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. This is 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of people that want to get on the air now, LZ. A lot As of people well want should. to get in on the Rams. As well they should. When you lose to a winless team, there should be a lot of chatter. Yeah. If you will. So just real quick, here's what I want to say to everybody. Look, if you're like me and many other fans around the country, you get super emotional and you get caught up in the highs and the lows of the wins and the losses. You know, Steve Mason was saying earlier, he automatically assumed it was a win and couldn't wait to decorate his Christmas tree. And then afterwards, it was just a miserable experience once the Rams had lost the game. So there's a part, LZ, at least of mm-hmm. me, I know you'll call it irrational. It's like, it's it. It's over. Done. Finished. Season's over. Garbage. Trash. Whatever. But the reality is, if you just take a breath and you just step back for one minute and you think about Coach McVay going in to address the team this week, here's to me what a coach has to say. And I've been on the receiving end of these. It goes like this. Guys, the goal was to win the division. Okay? There's two games to go. We got two teams that are our division foes. We got to go win these two games. We've put ourselves in this situation with a home loss to a San Francisco, with a terrible home loss to the Jets, by the way, on all of us. Okay, but I'm the head coach. I'll take it. It's on me. All right. And it is, by the way. But, guys, the season is far from over. It's a two game season. All we got to do now is win two games. And we can do it. And so if you, if you get caught up in the emotion of how could they have lost to a team that was winless, that was a 17-point dog traveling across the country, how could they have done it? If you forget about it and just get it in and out because it happened, 
you got to come right back, LZ, because now it's a two-game season. And, and all of your goals are still right in front of you. What do you say to my coaching? Well, I, I mean, it, it speaks to probably what they were thinking about heading into yesterday's matchup, which is we got to beat Seattle. You know, because the assumption was you were going to beat the Jets. And I'm going to stick to it. And as I said, I know that, you know, coach is never going to say anything like that because it looks like it's being disrespectful to the opponent, even though winless opponent needs to be respected. However, you can't look at the play calling, you know, the lazy fair sort of approach to trying to secure first down in a critical situation in the game by let's try for some home runs. You know, which looked like play calls to me. They, you know, Goff could have pulled an audible, but it looked like a, it looks like those were the plays <laughs> that he called to try and you know catch him asleep, and they weren't asleep. Um, it just felt as if they overlooked them, and I'm not, I'm, I'm saddened by it because we lose an opportunity to keep pressure on Green Bay for the number one overall seed. But to your point, our goals were to win the division, right, and then try to make it back to the Super Bowl. And as I can, as far as I can tell, despite the loss, we're still well within the you know the reach of our goals heading to the season. Well, that's the key. I mean, it, listen, it was a terrible. You, some people call it embarrassing. I called it unprofessional. It's a terrible loss, but it doesn't change the facts. The facts are you can still do everything you intended to do in these last two games. Let's grab a couple of calls, LZ, and, th- and see what everybody says. Here's Steve in La Habra on 710 ESPN, on Sedano and LZ. What's going on, Steve? Hey, not much. You guys sound great together, by the way. I'm really enjoying the show. Thank you. Um, Thank you, brother. I blame the whole team. Thank you. You're welcome. I blame the whole team and, of course, Coach McVay um, and the coaching staff. I mean, who gets a, a punt blocked in the NFL anymore? How often <laughs> does that happen? And then the, the, the play calling at the beginning of the game, you know, three and out, three and out, you know, the blocked punt. And then the defense at the end of the game, you know, yeah, there was a bad, bad play calling by McVay towards the end of the game on, on that last um, series, but you would think the defense would be able to hold them, and they got two first downs on the defense to uh, basically end the game. So hopefully this is a great wake-up call to them that they got embarrassed. Yes, the Jets are professional athletes who go out there and, and play hard also. But th- if there is a silver lining to this, if the Rams are the number one um, like uh, wild card Team, that means that they'll play the New York, uh, whoever comes out of the NFC East, whether it be the Redskins or the Giants. And I'd much rather play that team as a wild card than maybe, you know, having to play, you know, if they didn't get a first round bye in rest, if, if they had to play the Buccaneers, you know, I'd rather play the, you know, the Giants and the Buccaneers. Anyway, right. great show. You guys sound great. And I'll. Look forward to hearing any more of you. All right, Steve. Feeling you, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Here, here, one more, LZ. Let's sneak one more in here. Here's Mike in Orange County on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. What's going on, Mike? Hey, uh, just good afternoon, guys. Love both of you. First-time caller. I agree with both of you. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the stats and how the game went down. It just seems to be that it is a team sport, and maybe the coach and the play callers do not have uh, the confidence in our uh, the quarterback. And I'm a uh, huge Charger fan for the last 15 to 20 years since I've been uh, following football. And let me just tell you, uh, we got three wins against the worst division, which was the NFC East. And right now it seems to be the uh, the actual eye test. Uh, I think our quarterback just, is just not the guy. I mean, we can still get to the promised land, 
and see what happens from there. It's definitely not over. But just imagine if we had Justin Herbert or even Philip Rivers with some fire and energy. Did you say Philip Rivers? Exactly the way he's playing at the uh, moment. Oh, oh man, I don't know about Philip Rivers. The Rams. the Rams are so talented. I think we just need the right guy playing quarterback. And right now it seems that our guy has just kind of lost his shine, to be quite honest. All right, well, see there, and, and you knew. LZ, we got plenty of people on the phones. They all want to get in and tell you who they blame for this Rams loss yesterday. And ESPN's Lindsay Theory is coming by with a report from inside the locker room. We'll get to that coming up. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Oh my goodness. It is a Monday afternoon after the worst possible result. If you're a Rams fan, I mean, we barely even talked about the Rams Jets last week because it was just such a foregone conclusion. It wasn't even exciting. And uh, what a tragic loss yesterday at SoFi Stadium. Kaplan in for Sedano. Sedano and LZ. LZ, a lot of people calling in this afternoon. Everybody wants to get on the airwaves and, and kind of place their blame. Are you, a, are you a blame placer here? And if so, who you got? Well, I mean, if we're going to divvy up the pie, I think most of the pie goes to Sean McVay. Most of it. For not just the play, play calling, but it just didn't look as if he communicated an urgent message to his players. It felt as if they were lax. And I was lax. I wasn't nervous about the game. Even though they were down two scores right out the gate and Jared Goff didn't look particularly good, I was really lax. So I can only imagine, you know, who else was lax heading into this. And it didn't feel as if he communicated the urgency to start the game. Second, I'm going to go right to our defense, which I never <laughs> thought I would ever say anything bad about. But come on, man. Come on. Frank right. Gore. Yeah. Gore, man. Gore closed out the game, dog. Gore's almost my age. Dude, Gore's got a son who plays Division I college football. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's one thing to see Tiger Woods with his cute little son. Frank Gore's got a grown man for a son. Dude, Gore is older than LeBron James. Still playing in the NFL. <laughs> Running back, by the way. They're, they're supposed to be over at 30. All right, here's Lindsay Theory, ESPN Rams reporter on the Celebrity Hotline. Morongo, play it safe. Good times. Lindsay Theory on Sedano and LZ. Lindsay, Scott Kaplan in for George. How you doing? Hey, how's it going tonight, guys? It's uh, awful. <laughs> it is awful. <laughs> <laughs> My day was ruined. Um the weed i smoked had no flavor the <laughs> drinks had no taste the food had no texture that's how devastating that loss was for me about a, a a ram loss that sounds more like symptoms of something you don't want to have right exactly. now exactly <laughs> that's well, well good well, listening well help me out lindsay <laughs> be my antidote be the cure sister tell me something good that's going to make me feel good about what happened yesterday uh, something good. Uh, so if you have Cam Akers in your fantasy league, maybe yesterday was a pure sign. The Rams are no longer using a running back committee, but now just going with Cam Akers. There's something good if you have Cam Akers on your fantasy team. 
All right. Thank well, there, there's an excellent effort, Lindsay, to try and make anybody feel better. <laughs> I mean, my, my, my biggest gripe for weeks was you've got to be able to run the football. And just a week ago, I went, okay, see, now they got the running game going. They finally got the running game going. And the running game does so many other things for this offense. And what happened to the running game yesterday? Yeah, you know what? It, I, it wasn't just the running game. It was what happened to the entire offense yesterday. Uh, the offensive line had a really tough game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you look at the running game, Cam Akers actually broke off a couple called back because of penalties. That's right. Um, so that's kind of what happened to the running game. Uh, you know, Akers also went out for a few minutes with an angle. He came back with it heavily taped, so he was gone for a minute. But really, I think a lot of their issues yesterday started and ended with the offensive line, which is really unexpected. It's been a really great group for the Rams all season. Um, but yesterday, definitely a glaring weakness. Um, you know, let's go back to this running game because it really looked as if Sean McVay kind of fell back in his old habits of being too in love with golf. You had 19 rushing attempts compared to 34 passing attempts from golf. Why does he have a tendency to fall in love with a QB who has maligned at, at times as Jared Goff, especially when Cam Akers looks like he was rolling? Yeah, that was kind of a, a bit confusing a few times when Cam Akers did look like he was going, and then the Rams go right back to, to throwing the ball. I mean, I know um, Sean McVay is going to be the first to say that he's not necessarily as concerned about the run-pass balance as much as he is finding a rhythm. Um, I think really he might have been at some point yesterday kind of overthinking himself, trying to find that rhythm because the offense was so clearly without one um, through the first several series. I mean, we saw more three and outs yesterday than we've seen most of the season from the Rams offense. Um, so I, I think at some point he was just almost overthinking himself on how to get this group going. Um, but let's also keep in mind that Jared Goff, and this is Jared had a, a bad game in his own right, but he was not receiving any help from his playmakers. I mean, Cam Akers had a ball fall right through his hands. Uh, Gerald Everett had a ball fall right out of his hands. Back-to-back plays. Um, so while I know people are often quick to blame it all on Goff, yesterday was not all Goff's fault. I mean, he was hitting these guys in their hands, and they weren't they were dropping the ball. Yeah, the, the the one guy that got hit in the hands that didn't drop the ball was that Jets defensive back who made that spectacular interception, and then later in the game had one go through his hands right into Gerald Everett's hands. We're talking to Lindsey Theory today on Sedano and LZ on seven ten ESPN. But Lindsey, here's what I here's where I'm going to agree with LZ on this. When the Rams had the ball. First and 10 at the Jets 24, they ran the ball for six yards. Then on second and four from the Jets 18, Akers goes in for a touchdown, as you'll recall, but it was brought back on a holding penalty on one of the offensive linemen, Corbett. So your point was they were having kind of a rough day. They bring the ball back at second and 10. What happens next? Now, for me, LZ, Lindsay, you try and get your team into third and manageable, but it's second and 10, and they had an incomplete pass. And by the way, the um, Goff was ruled down, so it became third and 15. So instead of going second and 10 into third and five, they went second and 10 into third and 15, and it ultimately turned into a field goal. It's that the lack of commitment to run is what drives me nuts. So for everybody that just blames Goff, I oftentimes look at the play calling and think that's problematic. What would you say to that, Lindsay? Yeah, I think that's a really fair, um, you know, summation of, of what's going on. Uh, sometimes, like, like, it just goes back to, I think at times, um, I mean, 
no one's doubting Sean McVay's ability to be a great play caller. He is here for a reason. Uh, we have to remember right now that everyone's mad about a nine-win team uh, with two games remaining. Uh, but it does seem that at times Sean has a way of just overthinking things, um, you know, he, rather than keeping it simple. The run was working. Obviously, they got backed up. Uh, you know, sometimes he just should just stick with what's working instead of trying to, to go to golf and, and come up with something new. Um, and, and that's not the only example from yesterday, but I know that's one of the examples that you guys just pointed out. It's been kind of most glaring. And, and obviously, I had plenty of questions in McVeigh of what exactly he was thinking. So looking ahead, you know, like I'm going to put the put that Jets loss back where I keep all of my old CVS receipts, you know, the really long ones with the coupons at the end. Hate those. Just hate those. Just throw them right in the trash. And that's what I'm doing with this Rams loss to the Jets, right in the trash. But you mentioned we have two games left to win the division, close out the season, and, and go into the, to the postseason with some momentum. I'm looking at a 2-0 and finish because of what happened against the Jets. But the Cardinals, more so than the Seahawks, worry me. Are they playing better, and can they still sneak in at 8-6? and six? The Cardinals can definitely make the playoffs. I mean, right now they are, they're the number Oh, I don't mean mathematically. I'm sorry. I meant like from like in real life. Like they got the Niners and the Rams they, left. <laughs> well, are you asking can they beat the Rams, the Cardinals? Can they beat the Niners and the Rams and get in at 10-6? and six? Well, I don't think the Cardinals can beat the Rams because they've lost seven straight to them. Um, and so that's an easy give it to the Rams. Um, until the Cardinals prove otherwise. I mean, just that matchup with Sean McVay and Cliff Kingsbury, um, you know, Sean has had the Cardinals number, and it hasn't really been close in their last several matchups. So I wouldn't worry about the the Cardinals beating the Rams by any measure. Um, But I do think the Cardinals can earn uh, a trip to the playoffs. But I think as you go into the Rams' final two games of the season, that they, you know, I think the game in Seattle is a toss-up and that they should soundly beat the Cardinals at SoFi Stadium. Lindsay, um, before you go, just wondering, last thing, did you kind of sense anything at all when Sean McVay was making comments after the game? He was talking about, you know, progressing. We have to progress. And, and he was talking about, you know, Gerald Everett. He's got one-on-one coverage, and we think that's the right play. I sort of heard it as him saying the quarterback has options, has checkdowns. And I, I remember that play vividly because I've watched it over and over again today. And to me, Cam Akers was wide open to the left side, but Goff was looking all right the entire time. Did you think there was any criticism like being like seeping through what McVay was saying towards Goff? You know, I didn't really pick up on any of it. Um, you know, I, I'm guessing if I went back and watched it a few more times, maybe I, I would. But I, what really kind of struck me about Sean after the game yesterday uh, you know, we've seen post-game conferences, uh, particularly if they lost to the 49ers a couple weeks ago, where he's just been really angry and mad. And I had a few people text me today and be like, do you think Sean was mad after the game last night? And I thought, yeah, I mean, reasonably, yes, he was probably mad. But the emotion that kind of came more across to me was just kind of a, he was stunned. And uh, he, frankly, used the word embarrassed, which is yeah. not really a word you hear Sean McVay ever use. He said it's going to be embarrassing. So it, I think that's kind of the emotion that they were feeling after the game. Um, you know, as far as him wanting his team to progress and wanting Jared to progress, I mean, I think we saw a few weeks ago that Sean has now himself progressed into 
specifically, not necessarily he didn't name Jared a couple weeks ago, but he said our quarterback. So he's been he's he's progressing to specifically talking about certain players who need to improve it and need to um, do better. So I I wouldn't put it past Sean if that's what he meant last night to have said that. Um, but we are going to be talking to him a little bit later tonight in about an hour. So, uh, you know, that'll probably be a good time to ask him specifically about Jared Goff. Yeah, thanks, because don't mind me. I just hear things, you know, yeah. the way I hear them. It's all good. <laughs> and ask him if he's seen the Queen's Gambit yet, too. Ask him from LZ <laughs> if he's seen the Queen's Gambit. That was my recommendation for him. I want to know if he actually took it. <laughs> oh, I still I, need to I see it. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I know, I still need to see it. I mean, I've watched like one you or two. You guys haven't seen it either? I know. I got to see LZ, we're working, man. These are long hours covering NFL teams during the season. You don't have time for all these Netflix shows. Mm, I don't know. LZ works hard, man. He works more than anybody I know. I can tell you that. Hey, Lindsay, it is great to talk to you. Thank you very much for your coverage. ESPN Rams reporter Lindsay Theory. Hey, Lindsay, thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. A real pleasure. All right. um, Coming up. What you need to know, LZ, and one of the Mm. things you need to know is Clipper fans, this could be the last season with Kawhi, and that's from Kawhi. What you need to know next on Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. What you need to know being brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. LZ, I want to talk to you about Kawhi Leonard in one moment, but what you need to know real quick. This is uh, something that's kind of happening this afternoon. I don't know if you saw this story or not, but... Former L.A. Ram, this is now before the move to Seattle, or excuse me, to St. Louis. Former L.A. Ram, I mean a great player and a Hall of Fame player. Kevin Green, at 58 years old, died earlier today. LZ, I don't know if, if, if Kevin Green, if you ever watched him play or know much about his career, he was one of my favorite players. He was like Hulk Hogan on a football field. And when he went from the Rams to the Steelers, he played for those early Bill Cower teams with yep. Greg Lloyd on one side and Kevin Green on the other and yep. Rod Woodson in the secondary and Darren Perry. And then after his great career, he became an assistant coach with the Green Bay Packers the year they won the Super Bowl. And I, I just I spent so much time, you know, at one point in my life around Kevin Green. And I just can't believe the guy's 58 years old, Hall of Famer. And, and just gone way too soon. So old school Rams fans, a very sad story today, LZ. It's definitely a sad story, and you're absolutely correct. I mean, talking about an absolutely brilliant career, and when you hear someone passing away that young in the NFL, you know, usually we start wondering, oh, I wonder if CTE was involved, blah, 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 blah. We don't know about the immediate cause of death, but I just really hope that – you know, that he was surrounded by love, whatever it was, that it wasn't some, you know, duress situation, that he was surrounded by family and friends who love him because you hate to see someone so young, and yes, 58 is still young people, um, yeah. pass away, especially someone who was a, a sheer monster on the field, right? Like the epitome of health. He was a great player. He really was, and a great personality, and a, a deserving Hall of Famer. And it's just, you know, really, really sad. So, just wanted to make mention of that because I know there's still a lot of old school Rams fans out there that remember Kevin Green as an original LA Ram. But moving on, LZ, what mm-hmm. you need to know. Listen to this headline: Kawhi Leonard says the best decision for him is to opt out after this season, and he says, "quote I'm not saying I'm going anywhere else." or staying here just saying that his smartest financial move 
would be to earn the three million dollars more he could if he were to, de- to decline his option and then go sign a new max deal next season lz what do you say about Kawhi leonard even talking about this the day before the tip of the season you know he marches to his own drum which you love to see it in a world full of copycats and sequels you love to see an original the problem is <laughs> is that sometimes you need to follow the script because people before you have already taken the bumps and bruises and figured out the easiest path. You're trying to reinvent the wheel. You think you're answering the question and now you can move on. That answer you just gave, Mr. Leonard, does nothing but make the entire season now about whether you're coming or going. Mm-hmm. And you can't do anything to defuse that now because you went and said, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to stay. Maybe I'm going to leave. I don't know. I mean, what the hell, man? <laughs> Everybody knows the playbook in that situation is, oh, I'm concentrating the season right now, and I'm really thinking about free agency. Uh, you know, when uh, when the summer gets there, then we talk about it with my agent. But right now, I'm just I'm a clipper. I'm, I love being a clipper. I'm trying to win the championship. You know, to your point, LZ, listen to the quote from Kawhi, where he waffles back and forth between I'm concentrating and I'm thinking about my future. Listen to this. This is a quote. Just for my situation right now, I'm focused on this season. Not saying I'm going anywhere else or staying here, but I'm just focused on the season. And and listen, he gets better. And he goes, obviously, if I'm healthy, the best decision is to to decline the player option, but that doesn't mean I'm leaving or staying. I'm focused on the season. Yo, dog, I would love to call up Amanda right now. That's our program director. And just call up her and say, now, Amanda, obviously... If my voice is working, I'm going to use it and be on the radio show. But if I don't feel like my voice is 100%, you know, I may not be here. Tune in and find out. Like, <laughs> dude, don't do that. Don't tell the Clipper fans. Don't tell Steve Ballmer. Don't tell Tyron Lou that if I'm healthy, I may bounce. But if I'm injured, I'm going to stick it out and y'all are stuck with my ass being hurt and unable to play well. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> Truly amazing. I'm thinking about the amazing. season, but I'm thinking about my contract. But I'm really focused on the season, but I may or may not be here. But really right now, my focus <laughs> is on the season. But the best thing for but, me financially is to opt out. But I'm really focused on the season, just so you know. And if I'm healthy, I'm probably leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow. People actually got on TV and on radio. People actually wrote tweets and columns saying that this man was better to build around than LeBron James. In fact, one of those people apparently was Jerry West, if you remember the the voicemail from last week, Mm -hmm. who called the Lakers a blank show (laughs) as he was recruiting Kawhi. Everything is different at the beginning of this season than at the beginning of last season. And I definitely want to go deeper into this subject as the afternoon goes on. It's Sedano and LZ on 710 ESPN. Scott Kaplan in for George Sedano. Those are things you need to know. Now, LZ, here's something else that you need to know. And I say you, I mean everybody listening this afternoon. You know who's back from vacation after being muzzled for a few weeks? I mean, I don't know how this guy lived. I mean, to him, airtime is like air. 
Period. <laughs> I don't think Sedona was gone two weeks. I thought no, it was no. just one week. So, no, no. Oh, I'm, so t- I'm talking about Greg Bergman. Greg Bergman. Ah, producer yeah. Greg. Yes, Greg, Ber- Greg Bergman is back. He is in the house, and he is ready to go. And he hadn't even, he hadn't even touched the microphone yet. Greg, welcome back. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And no, Sedano does take up way more airtime than I do. It's not even close. Yes. As well he should. As he is the host. The the name of the, it's Sedano NLZ. So yes, he should. What I was saying is that airtime to you is like air. I mean, you need it to breathe. You need it to live. It's Mm -hmm. really important to my life. Well, I mean, so important. LZ and I on Friday were making our Monday afternoon quarterback picks against the spread. This was on Friday. And we got your picks that Laura represented, right, Laura? Even though te gusta flora tatillas, it's un burrito, see? <laughs> I still had his back. I know you did, even though he likes the flour tortillas. I mean, everybody Girls. has faults, you know, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Flour tortillas are good tortilla. I don't know about that. So can we, can we go through the statistics of who picked what games and who did what? Did, how did we do this past week? So this past week, we had actually the caller and I tied for, we had 11 points. And Cap, you and Laura did really well each. You both had nine. Mm-hmm. And LZ had five and Sedano came in dead, dead last with three. But what is interesting is that there's a change now. Sedan, or LZ, you are now in third place and Sedano is in last. Do I get a medal? Like yeah, like you a, get you get the like bronze. bronze or something. Yeah, yeah, you get the bronze, and Sedano doesn't even get onto the podium. Oh Lord! Well, you know that's kind of how the season started. Remember, we started off. I think he got zero, and I got one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I picked know, the I Rams. Mean, they were my five. See me, me Rams too. I picked five. the Rams also. Yeah. See, you guys made fun of me for picking the Jets. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, I'm just saying. I, no. Me and Greg did the right yeah, thing we here. Did. Listen, we did. real talk. Seventeen. I'm gonna give you all some real talk. I'm a homer. I love my Rams. I'm going to give them a five every single time. But I knew good and damn well they weren't going to beat the Jets by 17 and a half points, too. There was nothing this season that said to me that they were going to score that many points against the Jets. Nothing. But I picked them because I'm a homer. And I love the, and I love my Rams. To be fair, Cap, he has Rams five every single week that no, they had No, but that's real talk. I like that. That's, every listen. week, every year. Yeah, let, let's let's call it what it is. I mean, didn't pick it analytically, picked it from his heart. Yeah. So so we took the Rams, LZ and I. You guys took the Jets. Yes, uh, who, sir. who took Kansas City versus the Saints? So LZ took Kansas City. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we all took Kansas City, actually. Okay, that's good. I think so we did, yeah. That was a good one. So nobody can be upset about that one. Everybody took the Chiefs. Okay, the, the Dolphins. The Seattle one tripped everyone up because of the half point. Oh, right. yeah, that was a huge one. Right. See, I took, I got that one right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Did you? I did. I did. So did Laura. Did, how do you how do you feel confident? See this is see we gotta stop for a second because <laughs> you're trying to puff your chest out because Seattle won by five, not five and a half or whatever it is. There That's- is no way, no way you felt comfortable heading to the fourth quarter in that score. Oh, no. I might not have felt comfortable, but they still came out on top, and that's all that matters in winning, in gambling, is coming out who wins. That's it. I doesn't, you don't have to be close. It doesn't matter. Five and a half, they won by five. I win. That's a huge thing for me. Who else had the Browns? I had the Browns minus six and a half against the Giants. Anybody else have the Browns? Everybody had the Browns oh, except, doesn't make me so for, except the for the LZ and Sedano. You both oh. had the Giants. Okay, haven't bought in yet to the Browns. Nope. Nope. Okay. I, no, no, no. It's not I hadn't bought into them. I think they're a good football team. Again, it goes back to the spread. Six and a half? Six and a half. I mean, the Giants are a dumpster fire. It's not even. 
Did the Giants beat the snot out of the team that's currently leading in this division? Uh, possibly, but doesn't matter. <laughs> They're a terrible team. That is a bad, bad football team. Yeah, well, I everybody gets that one right now. The Jets. There are a lot of people around the country right now that are saying the Rams are a bad, bad football team. And I know it sounds ridiculous because they got nine wins. Uh, but again, around the country, people are like, wait a second. What, what happened here? How could the Rams have lost to the Jets? And by the way, LZ, I'll throw this to you. Mm-hmm. What did the Jets do here? Did, did the Jets do more damage to their organization by actually trying and winning? Because the Trevor Lawrence thing right now, they're like 35% to get the first pick, and Jacksonville will get the first pick, which, by the way, the NFL was thinking to themselves, Trevor Lawrence is going to be a superstar. We'll put him in New York. It'll be great. Put Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. He might disappear. Man, listen. Don't listen to those people. <laughs> they better keep Sam Darnold and get this man a damn coach. You better not discard an athlete as big and as strong and as dynamic as Sam Darnold because the dude that couldn't win in Miami can't win in New York. Are you kidding me? You're really considering dumping Sam Darnold in exchange for Trevor Lawrence because you believe it's the quarterback and not the winless coach. Here in Southern California, we saw what Sam Darnold can do when unleashed. And he didn't even have a great coach then. Sorry, Clay, but you know, there's a pecking order, bro. You ain't no Nick Saban. Mm. But you still were dynamic enough to win a Rose Bowl. And I get it. That was college. Blah, 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 blah. True. I get that aspect of it. But it gets back to the crux of my argument, which is you're seriously considering pressing restart on your starting quarterback, but possibly keeping your head coach? If you've already decided you're firing your head coach, why not that new head coach, Sam Darnold, instead of having to go with a rookie who may or may not turn out to be as good as Sam Darnold? You can get another because you're a terrible football team. You have holes everywhere, everywhere. Why not trade out of that first-round pick? Get multiple second-round picks. Let someone else build around Trevor Lawrence. You hire yourself Eric Benini. Get yourself a, court, a, a coach who can freaking coach a quarterback and ride that buck. Sam Darnold, I looked at him. His throws weren't that impressive, but he is that impressive. This isn't Blake Bortles, too. This is a guy who has been with a bad coach for him. And Adam Gates wasn't a great coach in Miami either. They got no roster on that team. This kid has never had anything. Don't sell me on Avion Bell. He was a disaster in New York, and I agree with you, a disaster of a coaching staff. You know, it's actually interesting you talk about coaches. I wonder this, and I'd love to hear what people think about this, and we're going to start moving our way towards the Lakers and the Clippers game one tomorrow night. But here's the thing. Let me ask you this, LZ. Mm -hmm. When Sean McVay, or any coach for that matter, takes a team to a Super Bowl, how much time have they bought themselves? In other words, if the, if the Rams this year, for some reason, don't make the playoffs, if the Rams get bounced early in the playoffs, how long does a Super Bowl appearance buy you? What kind of grace period does it buy you? Contemplate that, LZ. I really want to hear what you have to say about that. And if everybody who's listening wants to jump in, I, the criticism from McVeigh is now coming in, and, I, and people are either blaming the coach, the quarterback, but I'm looking for... Who else? What else? 
might you have blamed? And we're going to start, like I said, working our way towards Lakers, Clippers, game one. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. If you want to get on the airwaves, go for it.